0: Welcome in you are listening to the Blue Notes Podcast, a presentation of Indianapolis Colts QB drama and carousels and more drama and imploding minds. I am your hopeful host, Benji Taylor. Monday afternoon, the Atlanta Falcons traded quarterback Matt Ryan to the Colts, and now Ryan is the Colts' presumed starter for the 2022 season. The Colts have their man. And the quarterback search, at least for this season, appears to be over. Indy traded Carson Wentz to Washington, vacating the QB position. And since then, social media outlets raged on with polls and opinions and some strong emotions about who the next starter should be while the Colts organization stayed mum. And in the end, it wasn't Baker Mayfield or Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr or Russell Wilson. The Colts' new quarterback is 36-year-old Matt Ryan. We need to figure out how we got here, what this trade means for the Colts, and whether Matt Ryan is Mr. Right or just Mr. Right now. Stay with me, Colts fans. The decision to bring Matt Ryan to the Colts was one I dreaded honestly. And I'll share why I was so critical of the trade initially, but I also want to consider some really great positives that resulted from the trade. We'll get to all of that, but first, we need to applaud Chris Ballard. The Colts general manager was, and maybe still is, under fire. The team fell apart as we all saw at the end of last season and failed to make the playoffs. That was after investing in a comeback quarterback in Carson Wentz. Then the team pulled the rug under his feet after the season ended and sent Wentz packing to Washington. It appeared that Chris Ballard and the Colts had no plan for the quarterback position. The Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. The Packers retained their Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Vegas built a fortress around Derek Carr. Every other team seemed to have a plan, but not the Colts. The big Colts news from early March was signing downtown Tony Brown. I'm I'm really trying to make that name stick. I'm doing my best here. But anyway, Chris Ballard caught fire on social media. And I don't mean that in the cool way that the kids use it. I mean like toast, like Chris Ballard was toast. I've always been a Chris Ballard apologist. He's intriguing and financially conservative, which I can respect, I think he's done an exceptional job as the Colts GM and normally I would have come to his defense, but not this time. To defend Chris Ballard, I wouldn't have had a leg to stand on. The team had been squandering and hemorrhaging talent, while the 2021 draft is shaping up to be one of the worst in team history. That might seem like a hyperbolic spout, but that draft has the potential to be historically bad. Only one of the seven draft picks started any games for the Colts last season. One didn't make the roster, while three others played a combined 40 snaps. The fourth round pick was spent on tight end Kylan Granson. He was okay, but even after re-signing Mo'Ally Cox, tight end is still a pressing need. That should tell you how we all feel about Granson. He's a backup at best. The top two picks provide the only promise for that class, and Ballard might get a pass on the second-round pick, Dio Adangbo. Dio suffered an Achilles injury in college, and the 2022 season might be his first year healthy. Hopefully, he's a staple on the defensive line for a decade, but there's room enough for doubt. That leaves first-round pick Quiddy Pei. Pei has a unique backstory he's easy to root for, and he seems like he could be the Colts' next great pass rusher. But if the team believed that, why did they just trade its best quarterback for a one-year deal on another pass rusher? To even mention that this was one of the worst drafts in team history sent a taste of blasphemy through Colts fandom. And the name Bjorn Werner was quickly returned in ammo. And I get that. The Werner draft was undeniably bad. But I'm going to blow your mind right now. Quitty Pay's rookie season and Bjorn Werner's rookie season, they weren't all that different. Bjorn Werner is widely remembered as the biggest, busted draft pick in Colts history. Yet his rookie season was better than you might think. He played in 13 games. In those 13 games, Werner recorded 2.5 sacks, 14 solo tackles, and 3 tackles for loss. Werner played a limited role for the Colts that year and only recorded 305 snaps. The Colts selected Werner at pick 24 in the 2013 draft and I should mention that no one was really shocked that Werner was selected there. In fact, one writer during Werner's final season at Florida State believed he could be selected in the top five. The Colts needed replacements at the defensive end position and selecting Warner didn't seem like an overreach at the time. Compare that to 2021 draft pick Quitty Pay. The Colts selected Pay at pick 21, which was 3 slots higher than where Warner was selected in 2013. Anyone who watched the Colts last season with hope and excitement saw flashes of something potentially great in Quitty Pay, but his measurables weren't eye-popping. Pei played in 15 games, and in those games, he recorded four sacks, 16 solo tackles, and three tackles for loss. However, Pei played a much bigger role in his rookie season than Werner, logging 639 snaps. That means that on a per-snap basis, 2013 draft bust Bjorn Werner was markedly better than 2021 first-round pick Quiddy Pei. We hope that Quiddy is a Colts great pass rusher for a decade, but all we can measure currently are rookie numbers, and Quiddy, who is one hope in an otherwise dreadful 2021 draft, compares too eerily close to one of the worst picks in Colts history. Chris Ballard isn't a big spender in free agency because he chooses to build his team through the draft. That philosophy is fine with me as long as you draft excellently. The 2021 Colts draft was far from excellent. After a failed draft and with no plan at quarterback, the team seemed rudderless, and I found myself growing more unsatisfied with the current state of the Colts. The roster boasted some good talent, but that's talent I feared would be wasted unless some other sun rises, for the old one had seemed to set on this team sometime last season. The fragile hope that was Carson Wentz was done and gone. Defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus was hired to Chicago, and the stout unit might now take two steps back before one forward, especially with the secondary as weak as a cup of hospital coffee. My belief and interest in the Colts' future waned. Then Chris Ballard pulled off another heroic, yet criminal trade to obtain Matt Ryan from the Falcons. Matt Ryan wasn't the guy I wanted, and I fully admit that, but the trade <laughs> the trade was awesome, and Chris Ballard deserves credit. The Colts are only giving up their own third-round pick, which is pick 82 for Matt Ryan. That's it. Think about this. The Colts traded Carson Wentz for two third-round picks, and now... They have traded for a comparable, perhaps better, quarterback for one third-round pick. Essentially, they are trading Carson for Ryan and gaining a third-round pick. That's a pick that could become a second-round pick if Carson starts the whole year for Washington. Washington is paying all of Carson's salary, leaving none to the Colts, and Matt Ryan only brings over a base salary of $16 million. Even after the $7 million roster bonus, the Colts will be paying Matt Ryan $4 million less than Washington is paying Carson Wentz. Plus, we gain that conditional third-round pick. Not only have the two deals benefited the Colts financially, but they also have left massive marks on the teams dealing with the Colts. Such a larceny urged Andrew Brandt, who is a top media insider, to tweet the following, quote, Chris Ballard has now foisted almost $75 million of dead money charges on the Eagles. That's $34 million for trading Wentz and the Falcons. That's 40 and a half for trading Ryan. Cap managers run for the hills when he calls your team, unquote. We might not all agree with Chris Ballard's plan or his way of doing business. And certainly he's had his draft blunders but he is an absolutely shrewd larcenist when it comes to managing this team. The wise and deeply astute Colin Cowherd, I'm only half kidding there because I do, I do like Colin, but he often says if you're not gonna be great, then you should be interesting. Sure, Colin blows some wild smoke, but that quote stuck with me because he's right. If you can't be great, you should be interesting. And that's why I liked but didn't love this trade. I didn't think it made the Colts interesting and it certainly doesn't make them great. Actually, on the long list of possible QB options for the Colts, Matt Ryan might be the top of the list of guys I'd like to have coffee with. Matt Ryan seems like a genuinely nice guy. That's a belief that was only strengthened after watching his introductory press conference. But that doesn't mean he's interesting and he doesn't make the Colts interesting. Baker Mayfield makes them interesting. He's the guy who planted a flag at the center field of his rival. He's a TV commercial star and truthfully, I think he's pretty funny. He's a recently spurned first round pick looking for a resurrection location. Marcus Mariota isn't very interesting, but he's mobile. He might have made the offense worth watching. Jordan Love is somewhat of an enigma, but he's mobile too. I don't know much about his accuracy. Maybe he can't hit the wet side of the ocean, but he's young. And maybe acquiring him would have created some mythical belief that he could be the long term answer at the position. The Browns recently leaked a complaint that they wanted an adult to play quarterback, a direct shot at Baker. Well, the Colts got their adult. In fact, <laughs> I feel bad for saying this. They got, they got more like a grandpa. When Matt Ryan entered the league, Iron Man was not yet released in theaters. Since then, Marvel has, has released 26 more films in the series, Coldplay's Viva La Vida wasn't yet pumping the airwaves, and in 2008 when Matt Ryan was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, Andrew Luck was a junior in high school. This guy, this guy's old and he's not the long term answer for the Colts. His skills have been steadily declining since 2016. He won't make the Colts great, and the trade to acquire him just didn't interest me. In 2019, the Colts signed free agent wide receiver Devin Funchess. (laughs) Suddenly, I felt like I swallowed a raw oyster and was sick. $13 million for a so-so receiver. But within three hours... I had talked myself into thinking it was a brilliant signing. After the Colts traded for Trent Richardson in 2013, I fooled myself into thinking the next (laughs) Adrian James had arrived. What can I say? I love these Colts. I will always, always try to think of some way to spin a bad move into a good thing because I love these Colts. With my dad blasted heart, I love them. The trade for Matt Ryan is whatever. Maybe it's Philip Rivers 2.0. It's yet another stopgap for the sixth consecutive year. Another seat on the carousel. That's fine, but I still think I can spin this forward. Matt Ryan is undoubtedly, unquestionably a better leader than what this team had last year in Carson Wentz. Carson is now bouncing to his third team in three years while Matt Ryan is finally moving on from the team where he started 222 games and dominated the record books. He is the Falcons' all-time leading passer in yards, completion percentage, rating, and touchdowns. While it's true that his skills are declining, Ryan is still an accurate thrower of the football. He completed 67% of his passes in 2021, which was one of the highest completion rates of his career. Carson Wentz improved drastically from his final year with the Eagles, to his first and only year with Indy, but he wasn't close to that number. In fact, Carson completed 62% of his passes last year in Indy, which was five points up from his previous season. That's a respectable number, but Ryan has been above that number for 10 consecutive seasons in Atlanta. Even at 36, Matt Ryan is decently mobile, Obviously not as athletic as Carson Wentz, but far more mobile than what we had in 2020 with Phillip Rivers. (laughs) To be fair, I have a leaf rake that is more mobile than Phillip Rivers, but (laughs) I'm trying to be positive here. I realize that's no compliment to Matt Ryan, but I do think he uses his athleticism well enough. In Matt Ryan, I think the Colts are getting the best of their two previous worlds. He has Phillip level smarts and accuracy, but is slightly more mobile. and. Couldn't possibly stick around, hopefully, for more than one season. Okay, I have to be transparent now. I started scripting this episode Monday after the trade was announced. In the moment, I was let down. The Matt Ryan trade seemed like another boring move by the Colts. After writing the episode, of course, I listened to Kevin Bowen. Then I listened to Stephen Holder and Zach Kiefer. Then I watched the press conference with Matt Ryan. What I saw was a composed man a guy who has seen every situation this game has to offer. He was excited for this new chapter in his career, and he picked Indy. This was the one team that could persuade him out of Atlanta. And suddenly, (laughs) my mind was changed. I'm not betting my shoes that the Colts are going to win the Super Bowl, but I do think the Colts are better today. Matt Ryan looked good in that presser. He looked good. He looks young still, somehow, and unflappable. And I think the Colts may have got this right. No, he's not Baker Mayfield or Jordan Love. Those guys are fun, but they're also wild cards. Matt Ryan is a proven commodity in this league, and he's coming to Indy on a mission to finalize his career as one of the premier quarterbacks in recent history. Matt Ryan might not be great or interesting, but he was the right choice for the Colts. And this is why Colts fans should applaud the trade. Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard simply won't settle for average or below-average quarterback play. Many of us would like to see the team develop a young draft pick, and maybe that's something they pursue soon, but I don't think they have the patience for it. Colts decision-makers are committed to putting a winning quarterback on the field every year. They don't care that there have been six different starters in six years or whatever. They don't care. And if Matt Ryan isn't who they want him to be, they'll move on next year. I think fans should be pleased with that level of expectation. The quarterback carousel keeps bringing new signal callers to the Colts. And although that's not ideal, each one has improved drastically while working with Frank Reich. Andrew returned from a year off and had one of his best years. Jacoby had his best year with Frank and Phillip and Carson both came to Indy after disastrous years prior, and their short stops with the Colts were noticeably better. Why can't the same happen with Matt Ryan, who is a bit younger and spryer than our version of Phillip Rivers? I wasn't excited about the trade initially, that's true, but after watching the press conference, thinking about how badly this team needs a proven leader like Ryan, as I'm recording this now, I can feel a change coming over me. I have to say, I'm I'm starting to love this. It's Devin Funtis all over again, but hopefully with a better result. Matt Ryan is here. He's a Colt, and I'm all in. For better or worse, Matt Ryan is our quarterback. Go, Colts. This was a presentation of the Blue Notes Podcast. I am Benji Taylor. Thanks for listening.